did that, ran it for three more months. So in March, he said, oh, February or March, he said, oh, I don't want to continue this. I was like, yeah, don't worry. I'll just leave your card. I'll do it. Blah, blah, I'll pay you back because it saved up some money. I think it was like 500 euros or something. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just like buying fake traffic. I didn't know anything about marketing, literally. I was like so green in the space that I was just like <laughs> believing anything when someone said something. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. And that mission has led me to create the Become a Better Investor community. In the community, you get access to our global asset allocation strategies and stock portfolios, our investment research, weekly live sessions, and risk reduction lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your spot. Fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from AE Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Jem Burrow. Jem, are you ready to join the mission? I'm ready, Andrew. Let's do it. All right. Well, let me introduce you to the audience. Jem is 24 years old and a serial entrepreneur from Germany. With his Google Ads agency, Adcubator, Jem and his team have spent more than $318 million profitably. After being in the direct-to-consumer space for more than four years, he's decided to not only bootstrap his own e-commerce brands, but also to invest and acquire other businesses, such as marketing agencies and e-commerce brands. Jem, take a minute and tell us about the unique value that you bring to this wonderful world. Yeah, thanks a lot for the introduction, for having me. Essentially, what we do is bringing consumers and, and connecting them to their respective brands of the well, of the brands that we're running the ads for and just kind of help in bridging the gap between someone who's looking for something or just creating a, a push marketing response, you know, so really trying to to help them out with their with their marketing and just provide value. We're also running an education company where we're essentially teaching people not not only really how to make money, but more so how to get started with marketing, marketing fundamentals, dark response, because I think with online courses, many, many times there's like the foundation missing, right? And if you don't have the proper foundations and if they don't talk about stuff like mindset and educate them on, on what books might be helpful and what is like a great resource to have and all that kind of stuff and really be like full stack, it's not really, it's not really spot on, right? And you want to be 100% sure on what you want to do and not like, not like some... I mean, at the end of the day, it's about 80-20, right? But you want to go as in-depth as you can just to get a very wide understanding of the entire space. So we're not only running ads for our own brands, we're not only running ads for other brands, we're also educating people and helping them and training them on how they can do it themselves. And what would you give, at, let's think about maybe for my listeners out there who have, like me, maybe have online courses or other products that they're trying to sell. My online course is the Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp in particular. And I'm good at making content. I'm good at delivering value to my students. I've got lots of testimonials from that and all that. But man, marketing is so hard. And I just kind of, I've kind of given up on Facebook to some extent. And now uh, a lot of people have told me, look, you really got to double down with, with Google ads and that type of thing. But maybe what would be advice that you would give someone like myself 
who really knows nothing about that. Yeah, very good question. Let's maybe first of all talk about the entire customer journey. So when you are selling, it really depends on the price point, first of all, right? If you're selling something low ticket for $17, $27, $37, that's fine. You want the entry to be as low as possible so there is no friction for the customer to buy. They're like, oh, that's $7, might as well buy, you know, because it might be a cup of Starbucks coffee, whatever. Yep. And then how you're going to be profitable, it depends on the scale. If you want to really scale high, you're just using the tripwire funnel as kind of like, well, a funnel to generate leads while being break even and getting them into a into a high ticket funnel and getting them to book calls, getting them to fill out a type form, depending on, on what the funnel structure is, getting them to leave their email, name, phone number, just so you can reach out, set an appointment, close them on the call, right? If we're talking about the high ticket side of things, it depends on the price point. I think it's very hard to send people to something where they have to pay thousand dollars a thousand five hundred dollars two thousand dollars five thousand dollars immediately so what you need to do and this is what we do we have a vsl so a video sales letter right and with that within that vsl we're basically educating the people and, and nurturing the leads 20 minutes throughout nice. we have instagram channels we have youtube channels we're doing content so we're running cold ads not like conversion driven but just like to get out there right on video views just so like we're increasing the amount of, of reach that we have on our profiles. So there is just more touch points, right? For that, it's not about monetizing. It's just about showing up every single time. So we have a VSL, 20 minutes, and then on that respective page, they can book a call for a strategy session, right? It's not really framed as a sales call, but it's more like, hey, if you need help and if you do X amount of money, if you, you know, because usually we like to start working with people who, have generally some insights on e-commerce, but we're also taking people who are completely new to this entire space, right? And and then what we do is we brief, briefly ask a few questions in the calendar where it's like, hey, like how much money do you have to invest? How much, you know, how much time do you have? Because again, at the end of the day, it's always a trade-off. Do you want to invest more time or do you want to invest more money? Because you can make it worth both, but you need to decide for one route, right? It's right. kind of like that way in business like do you want to learn the hard way or do you just want to <laughs> rather take a short path and, and learn from the mistakes of someone else what people are doing with your podcast right yeah for more than 500 interviews which is insanely impressive they book a call they talk to your sales reps or even you personally and the main problem is why you cannot really have an order form for something that is one thousand two thousand dollars if you're not this huge public person like tony robbins or whoever it is it's hard to sell an online course because no one knows you and there's like no yep. trust at all, right? Because at some point you're going to hit the cap from the audience that knows you. And then it's going to be like, okay, well, this is somewhat the, the warm audience, the hot audience, but like, yep. I really want to venture into the cold audience, right? So what I recommend, have some kind of lead form, some lead magnet that you can get, get emails, get SMS numbers, create a Facebook group. Mm. doesn't need to be paid, just like for free value. Yep. Get all these numbers, emails, send out emails, get them to schedule a call. No need for a tripwire funnel, so the low ticket funnel to get leads. Just an additional thing that we do. Yep. You could also have a PDF or something, a free guide that you just give out for free completely and just completely over deliver in value. Because again, this is just creating more trust and everything. So what I'm hearing from you is, first of all, you can't 
do cold traffic. It's not enough just to say, oh, I put up a website and send everybody there and they're going to pay. You've got to do some nurturing and some, you got to show them that you've got value to offer. And so that means some sort of free content, then maybe some sort of low ticket item. And then once they've got to that point, maybe a one-on-one, other types of meetings that could help them understand the value they're getting in it. And then that reduces the risk and then you convert them into a student. Does that sound right? Sounds about right. Besides the part from the cold traffic, you can make it work with only cold traffic. But if you have an audience, if you have socials, if you have a podcast, if you have people who know you, it's always easier to start with the warm and hot traffic. I'm not saying you should never run cold ads. We're running, we're running cold ads. We're running like 90, 95% of our budget on cold ads because for the info space, retargeting makes sense. Right, right, because because they're in a different stage. If it's for e-commerce, in regards of the tracking and everything, since I was since I was fourteen last year, it's it's a bit different on 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 the e-com side of things. We're not retargeting, but I would focus on cold traffic. It's like a lot harder to master. Because here's what's important to to know: it's like one thing mainly. You have three different spaces where people want to be successful, right? It's either money, it's it's love, or it's fitness. And these three things are always evergreen. And if it's in one of these sub-niches, sub-niches you're always going to have a great info product. And then it's really about having a great ad, a video ad on Facebook yep. that is actually getting them to go on the website. And they're actually qualified. It doesn't matter if you're paying $5 for a click. If the click is a higher quality than a 20-cent click, and you know I'm not talking about, oh, like, you have double the conversion rate. You can have like hundred X of the conversion rate. If the video sales that are just really, really good. And same with the, with the video sales that are on your funnel. Cause right. how we started was just like with one ticket, uh, one ticket, one, one high ticket funnel with a VSL, getting them to book a call. And that's it. And that made, I think in the second month we made 800 and sorry, $285,000. Interesting. Yeah. And, and well, we were just one, figuring it out. You know, one of the, promises that I make in my course is that I can help you become a number one analyst. And I became a number one analyst from scratch and then was voted number one. It took me a long time. So I've just written a little, a little PDF saying, here's eight steps I took to become a number one analyst from zero to number one. And I think maybe that's the type of thing that could be interesting for people that they come to the website and say, yeah, who's this guy? And What's he talking about? Well, it's pretty, you know, here's my story and here it is and here's eight steps. So maybe that's some something to start with on the site. Yep. So it's definitely a good idea. I mean, if you have it, then and if it's something that you want to give out, then you should do it. Yep. Well, certainly. Well, I appreciate, you know, learning about this area. Funny that, you know, I thought when I was in university that marketing was just an easy subject and it wasn't very difficult I thought finance was really tough, but now as I've gotten older, I realize finance is kind of easy. We have a lot of formulas. You just understand the formulas and it all works. But when you think about marketing, you just think about there's so much more out there. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Going to the fun part, eh? Yes. Okay, here's the thing. Right now, I'm 24 years old. I was born and raised in Germany, lived all my life in Germany, finished school when I was 18, 
and you know just like just like everyone so i went to a very very high prestigious school it wasn't a private school it was a public school but all of my classmates you know like either their parents were doctors or lawyers or self-employed consultants headhunters so you know like everyone made some good money there were kids like going going to school with a lamborghini and everything and like you know like my my parents weren't rich like we didn't really have anything it wasn't like that i never had food or anything of course like i i had food i had clothes and all that kind of stuff so it's not like i lived on the worst conditions but not like that i had spare money or anything or savings or that kind of stuff so when i was 16 started to work started to get a job you know just saving up on as much money as i could and i was really anxious of actually moving away for university damn then i need to get a transporter i need to get i need to get furniture i need to buy it i need to build it and like if you know you're going to do it all alone in a city that you don't know anyone because you're going to move away it's like wow like how do i do this right so 18 moved away in september from bremen to a city called magdeburg which is like in eastern germany one and a half hours from berlin got started there and made, made good friends and at that point of time, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do my bachelor's, I'll do my master's, and then I'll go into a Fortune 500 company, maybe Silicon Valley, something like that, you know. So kind of like what you're thinking when you're studying business economics, Living right? It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like very classic. In the beginning, I, I wasn't even sure what to say. I was like, I study business economics, I'm a lawyer, I this. I was like, nah, business economics, very safe. I want to do business, and, and there's money in inside and you could pretty much develop in so many different directions right and there was a booklet in in school when everyone was graduating one of the questions i still remember i don't have the booklet unfortunately but i need to i need to get it from from one of my one of my one of my friends and it said where do you see yourself in 10 years and of course like i i gave a super monetary and superficial answer it was like oh yeah i'll be a millionaire in 10 years because it was always like that I knew that I'm going to be there, but I didn't know like, how do I get there? Cause like the goal and the journey, it's like two different things, right? You have to love the journey. You have to become the man who loves walking and not only the destination. Right. So started studying, did this work, different jobs again, when I was in uni and it was really in, in 2016, when I first started to watch YouTube videos on, on how to make money online, how to become financially free and like stocks and everything. It wasn't like an option, right? Stocks is not something that you're going to become rich if you have no money. Like, Cause stocks, you need a lot of money. Like it depends. You can, of course, it's important to, to dollar cost average and, and to just be consistent and, you know, set like a, a fixed amount of money, a fixed amount of sum and just put it month to month to month. Cause it's going to, it's going to grow compound interest, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, if you, if you have nothing, <laughs> what the hell are you supposed to invest with? Right. So started to work jobs and uh, I still remember in uni that there was one month that I had like a bit less than five euros on my bank account. I was asking a friend of mine for 20 euros just so I could get some food and everything. And I was like, fuck, something needs to change, right? Because I can't continue like that forever. And, it, and that was like early, mid 2017. So even 2015, 2016, I was always watching these YouTube videos, but I was just like so focused on, on shiny object syndrome that I was super overloaded with all the information. 
right? I've never done, I've never done any of these technical things like buy a domain or, or, or register a WordPress account or this or that. I was very good with a computer, right? But like doing marketing stuff, it's, it's an entirely different thing. So got started, went on Facebook, Facebook groups, on, on forums, Blackhead World, YouTube videos and everything. And just consumed as much content as I could, took as many free courses as I could. I started to buy some courses on Udemy for $10 cause $10. And you know, if you're working and, and making some money, it's, it's not like a course that's 2k, 5k, right? Cause I didn't have that money at that point in time. So essentially started learning, started my first dropshipping venture in December, 2017, failed miserably for three months, but I was like, Cause I did it with a friend of mine. He provided the credit card cause I didn't have a credit card and for Shopify. You needed a credit card cause back then you couldn't connect it with a PayPal account. So did that ran it for three more months. So in March, he said, Oh, February or March, he said, Oh, I don't want to continue this. I was like, yeah, don't worry. I'll just leave your card. I'll do it. Blah, blah, I'll pay you back. Cause I saved up some money. I think it was like 500 euros or something. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just like buying fake traffic. I didn't know anything about marketing, literally. I was like so green in the space that I was just like <laughs> believing anything when someone said something, right? And I was like, oh yeah, I need to try this. I need to try this. So I bought fake traffic. I bought influencer shout outs. I didn't, I, I never really ran ads because I didn't have any understanding of how to, how to do video editing. Like video editing up to this day, it's something I cannot do. <laughs> I have great employees that are super sick at it, but I can't do it. I, I have no idea how to work it. Not even like a simple TikTok. So up to this day, I'm enrolled in uni. In 2018, I switched universities because I studied there two years. I was like, in 2018, like something something changed because 2017, super unsuccessful. After six months, I was like, okay, damn, this isn't making money. I need to get rid of the store. So I sold the store as a pre-built store in a Facebook group. So I was like, yeah, because we had traffic and everything, but it was bot traffic. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a pre-built store and we didn't have the time to run it and this and that. And like, boom, like at the end of the day, I sold it within two weeks and made like 215 profit, 239 euros to be exact, I think, or 236. I was like, damn, like this internet money thing really works. There has to be something about it. So really, really in 2018, it was that I decided, so, okay, the game plan looks like this. I need to... I need to get rid out of my current situation because I kind of feel stuck and, and, you know, everyone was progressing in their studies and I wasn't really progressing at all. I was like stuck, not passing the exams. I was passing exams. It's not like I passed none, none of the exams. I passed some really good, but some I failed and this and that. I was like, okay, well, let me, let me give it another shot. Let me switch universities. Maybe let me switch to a different city. Let me get a new start because now I know how this entire study thing works. And I know what I need to do for this internet money to become an actual thing. So started to go to a different university, moved again, got transported. At that point of time, I had some more money and I was making constant money. It was making like two, three K a month, right? And I didn't know anything about taxes. I, you know, doing all of these complicated things later down the line, it gets important. But in the beginning, I was so freaking scared of taxes and everything because it was like, Oh, if they catch me, if they catch me, well, yeah, okay. What if they catch me? Like, of course, like I, I haven't done anything wrong. Like the only thing that I haven't done is maybe register a business right from the get-go, but like no one is going to ask you anything if you're just starting off, you know, of course, like it would be the right way to do it, but I haven't done it that way, which is fine. Whatever. I would do it the same exact way up to this day. So 
moved to a different city, started studying again at a different university and started to take more courses, started to do freelancing, essentially build an agency and everything. And I don't want to go too deep on, on what I've done the past four, five, six years, but it's more so that up until this day, I'm still enrolled in this university that I switched to 2018. And I'm so close of having my bachelor's done, but I don't have it done because for the past two years, ever since COVID, I've, I've just been traveling. I've lived six months in Sweden, 2020. I've lived two months in Mexico. I lived in the US, living in Bali right now, I think for like five months now, fifth month out of the year so far, lived in Dubai. So for me right now, it's just like traveling, going all around the world, making as many experiences as I can, making sure to actually enjoy my life and not be stuck in university in a classroom where uh, where a marketing professor is telling me something about marketing but doesn't <laughs> actually do marketing so i'm like, like so I how far are you shit. from how far are you from completing like if you were to devote yourself to it how far away are you from it i think it's not one even semester i think it's like 25 credits right okay That's... 15 credits of that would be the bachelor thesis and then like one, two seminars or something like that. So you're very close. And I'm that's, super close. That's I a, could finish that's it within part. three months. It's an important yeah. part of the story because I know that there's listeners out there that are, you know, getting through their education and asking a lot of questions to themselves of should I continue on this or whatever. So let's, let's ask the question now about like what lessons have you learned from this? So from, first of all, what I've learned from uni <laughs> like i've learned a few things not the most crazy things but like i got really good at math it's not like i'm a because before in school there was one year where i was studying a lot so i was like top of my class and then like the next year the last year in school i stopped studying and i just got shit at so i had a i developed a really good understanding for math statistics and kind of like writing you know scientific research on how to conduct something right but if we're actually talking about the entire situation what, what my main takeaways are first of all in the, in the beginning i think it's important to know what you actually want to do and who you're doing it for if it's just for like status if it's for social proof if it's for your parents that's uh complete bullshit why, why would I do something that is satisfying my parents? Why would I do something for status? I don't care about all these things. Of course, like if we look at social media, if we look at LinkedIn, if we look at Twitter, like, like, of course, like I'm, I'm, I'm active on these platforms, you know, and I'm posting, but I think social media for me is just like a, well, basically a platform to build my personal brand. Right. Cause I think it's not a secret that social media is fake. And I remember one time I was in the, I was in the mountains in Bali with a friend of mine. And I remember that we were essentially there in the mountains, chilling at a super nice hotel, spending the entire day there. And then at some point there were like influencers from Jakarta, just like taking videos and everything. They had a videographer. They took videos for three hours and like fake stuff and redoing it. And like we watched them and, and we felt like how uncomfortable they were in their situation. And You know, on, on, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, like I, I shouldn't really judge that because it's maybe their profession, it's maybe their job, you know, but then on the other side, like the super real part of me is like, what the hell are they doing? Like, why would they take videos for like two, three hours? That's so freaking fake. Like, 
yeah i get it it's your job but like this <laughs> damaging society you know like <laughs> like no one needs to see this but if like again if we're talking about the main takeaways it's more so like who are you doing it for and and like what are you doing it for are you doing it to to actually get a job land something in consulting or like i, I think it's important to double down on something and not to you know not have the balls so to say to kind of strive away from from saying no to something and, and quitting because right. generally speaking i think quitting is a bad thing but if you focus on something bigger then that's totally fine because it's it's just like where do you want to put your focus and energy on so maybe i'll share a few takeaways the first thing i want to mention is something that you said right at the beginning you said the goal the journey two different things and I think that's a very, you know, important thing for all of us to remember that, you know, it's the journey that we've got to focus on to get to the goal. Easy to set a goal, but it's difficult to do a journey. I would also say that I, when I got out of high school, my parents said, time to go live on your own. And I didn't have any money. And I, I worked in a factory for minimum wage and it was a tough time. And I had to I went to, I'd got food stamps for a short period of time. I also would go to the local church to get like canned goods and things like that to have food. And it was tough, but I was happy. I was happy at the time. I enjoyed my life and I had a lot of good friendships. So I learned some good lessons from that. But I also didn't start university very well. And I quit the first time I went and then I went back and then I just, I fumbled around for the beginning of it, but somehow something changed. I walked into a class, a professor said, 200 people in this economics 101 class, half of you are going to be out by the time we're done with this. And of the remaining 100, there's 10 of you I'm going to give A's. And I thought, damn it, I'm going to be one of those 10. And that man changed my life. He set a fire in me that I try to light in other people to take on the challenges. In that case, it was education. So that just reminds me, and that, that brings me to a couple of things that I thought about. The first one is, I love what one of my prior guests, John Lee Dumas, always says is focus. Follow one course until success. So we get off track, and we may be on the wrong course. You know, Obviously, you want to follow the right course, but focus is critical. And the other thing I thought about when you were talking about it is that sometimes you've got to look at the close things that you've got in your life that you're very close on. They may not be the best thing, you know, like I really need to work on that, but man, just a small amount of effort will get this done. And so I think you remind me of, you know, what are the close things in all of our lives where we are very close to completing it? We put it aside for very valid reasons, but maybe, maybe it's worth to go back and do that and that those are some of the things that I thought about as you were talking. Anything you would add to that? I mean, first of all, I love the analogy that, that you just told me in, in regards to what your professor said, because it was the same thing for us. You know, one guy at university was called, uh, quote unquote, let me look at what the, what the exact translation is. In German, he was called the exmatriculator. So basically the guy who's exmatriculating people, right? Because like I think seventy percent of the people always fail this class, and many people got just kicked out because we fail exam for. It depends on university to university, but generally speaking, if you fail three times, then you're out. But like, no, I I think you summed it up perfectly well. I 
I think it's about focus. You know, if I wouldn't have gone to university, university-wise, it was the worst investment ever of my time. But then again, like if I wouldn't have went to university, like what else would I have done, right? And I think it was just because I was in university, because I saw all these other people at, at different universities, a private university, landing these insane internships at what Goldman Sachs and everything, not at my university, but like friends of mine, that it was like, like, damn, I need to step up my game, right? Because like, I, I know I would make it, but again, because I, I had that vision and it's not about, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars. It's not about, oh, I'm going to become a millionaire. It's again, like the journey that, that you have to be on to become the person that you want to become, right? And I think it's a constant development that each one of us is making because of course, like we're trying to be the best version of ourselves and, and always develop whether it is like EQ, IQ, it doesn't matter because like, of course, you don't have to be the most intelligent person in the room, but you should always strive to, I'm not saying you should be the most intelligent person in the room because it's always better if you have more intelligent people because you can learn something from them, but you should always strive for, for greatness in life and just strive for more. And so if, let's yeah. imagine, let's go back in time and look at the point of time where you were going on track for the university and then you decided, okay, I'm going off track now. Let's go back to that time and let me ask you this question. Based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, let's imagine a young person right now at that point. What's one action that you'd recommend that they take to avoid suffering the same fate? Good question. So here's the thing. If I wouldn't have went to university, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what to do with my life. There was like no plan B for the time being, right? Especially for, for time commitment. I didn't know what, what, what I wanted to do. I was like, well, if I'm going to drop out, everyone is going to judge me and this and that. But, you know, like, so the only thing that I needed was really the way out that I've gotten by working my ass off and just again, focusing and doubling down, just continuing to learn. So I think the, the message that I want to give here is if there's something that you do not enjoy, if there's something that you do not see yourself in, if there's something you're genuinely unhappy with, then there's no point in, in pursuing that path and going with it just because you think it's something you need, just because you think society will like it. <laughs> like from, from all of the companies that I've worked so far, no one has asked them if I have a degree. No one cares because like they don't care if I have a piece of paper or not. Of course, like I'm not saying it's going to hurt me. It would be it would be a nice thing to have. Of course, I'd love to have a master. I'd love to have a PhD, of course. Right. But it's like it's, it's a trade off you have to make. So you have to decide, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to. And it's, especially if we're talking about this particular use case like do you want to study do you want to get a job or do you want to do something bigger something greater which you can still do later along the line like later down the line but it's about like do you want to commit three years of your life do you want to commit another two years of your life for a master's which is totally fine i'm not i'm not judging people at all who are, who are studying or have graduated or anything it's a, it's an amazing thing to do and it just in my opinion it just shows how persistent people can be with something because it shows because it shows like willingness to complete something sticking with something for three for like after school for another three years and two years and then doing a phd amazing i couldn't do it so i respect everyone who's doing it quite honestly but 
again, at the end of the day, you really have to know what you want to do in your life and figuring it out. And then the question is, can you make the decision right now? Or do you want to make that decision at a later point in time? Because I'm not saying, okay, if you're unhappy, drop everything, quit, quit your job, quit, quit school, quit whatever it is. I think the best scenario, and like, you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you. A friend of mine, he's from Jakarta and he was watching these mindset videos of a friend of mine. I met him in Bali this year. And essentially this 18 year old kid that grew up in Jakarta is the business partner of my roommate, very good friend of mine. So he quit school when he was 14. He dropped out. He's 18. He's made more than $11 million right now. He didn't have any access to payment processors or whatsoever. He dropped out. He was 14, of course. Like his parents were, I think, or, or his parents are teachers or something. But like this guy didn't care at all. Like imagine dropping out of school when you're 14. Like the the willingness it takes to make such a decision at that young age, of course, like you could argue that it's reckless and, and, and not thought through, but I mean, it worked out for him at the end. Right. So again, so what, <laughs> sorry, let me ask you. So yeah. let's, let's go to the last question, which is what's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm always thinking about like the, the five-year vision but like so far, I've, I've been struggling to come up with something that I want to achieve within the next five years. So I don't have any, I mean, I have monetary goals and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think the number one goal and the number one focus that I want to dedicate my time to is, uh, is the education company, Ecom Incubator. Because right now we're, we're growing really, really fast. And we're trying to, because of that story, it's kind of like a nice takeaway. I know how how draining it, it can be to go to university and everything. Yep. And I know how much I learned there or how much I didn't learn there, right? Yep. Especially in, in marketing class and everything. So what we're kind of doing is trying to reform the entire education thing, especially when it comes to marketing, because there are amazing resources out there, right? But we don't want to just have another, oh, this is how you make money online course, but it's supposed to be like not university level quality, but like super, super high level. Like I think what we teach is better than what I have learned in university personally. Yep. Cause I know they teach media buying and all that kind of stuff in Israel a lot. Cause Israel is like media buying capital of the world. Like you have all these very, very smart people there, but like, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Just like grow the company, help more people out, okay. make sure that more people can, you know, maybe make a decision like, like I have. Got it. Well, Listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet joined the Become a Better Investor community, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com to claim your spot. As we conclude, Jem, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of A.E. Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Don't stop. You got this. Believe in yourself and don't ever quit. Just pursue what you want to do relentlessly and you're going to make it. You're going to be happy no matter what. Boom. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. Let's celebrate that we added one more person, Jem, to our mission to help one million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, 
I'll see you on the upside.